Misfits Audio Productions presents Restored Old Time Radio. We claim no rights to it. This is released free for entertainment purposes only to restore interest in the golden days of radio. Thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for intro music. Remember to visit MisfitsAudio.com. Kellogg's Pep, the build-up wheat cereal, invites you to rocket into the future with Tom Orbit, Space Cadet. Stand by to raise ship. Blast off minus five, four, three, two, one, zero. rockets blast off to distant planets and far-flung stars, we take you to the age of the conquest of space with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. At Space Academy, the bright sun glints along the polished metal of a rocket cruiser's hull. This is the Polaris, ready to blast off from the spaceport into the outer reaches of the universe. But on this fine day aboard their proud and eager ship, the Space Cadet crew, for once, shows no desire to leave. On the power deck, good-natured Astro scowls as he makes a final check of his equipment. And glaring through the viewport, Roger Manning complains bitterly to Tom Corbett. I tell you, Junior, this is the limit. They can't do this to us. That's what the man said as he picked himself up from the floor. But since the professor will be along any minute, Roger, you might as well stop blowing your Ah, uh, Space dust. What are we, taxi drivers for any old fossil who wants to poke around on Titan? Stow it. We don't any of us like this mission. But you can't expect hot assignments all the time. Why not, Tom? We're the best unit in the academy. Says you. Says Commander Arkwright, even. You seem to be a little feverish, Roger. Or is your memory slipping? You mean when he fuses our jets? That's just an act. He knows we're good. Well, maybe he thinks this will be a nice rest. Rest. A straight run to Titan and then waiting hand and foot on some old goat of a scientist. Hello, boys. Oh, morning, sir. Uh, when who... I? Why, I'm your passenger. The old goat of a scientist. Uh... Yes, sir. <laughs> Glad to have you aboard, sir. Thank you, Cadet Corbett. And I'm sure that goes for Roger Manning, too. Uh, uh, well, I, I guess you aren't, sir. Uh, an old goat, I mean. <laughs> Thank you, Cadet Manning. You seem to know us, sir. I know quite a lot about the whole Polaris unit. You see, I'm not a scientist, either. Wait a minute. Our passenger's supposed to Whatever be... Whatever you were expecting, I'm your passenger. Maybe you'd better explain, sir. I will. But first, are we ready to blast off? Blast off time set for 0800. It's three minutes, two, and we're ready. No last-minute trips outside? No uh, girls you have to kiss goodbye, Manning? <laughs> he really does know about you, Roger. Yeah, well, I want to know more about him. Right. Here are my credentials, Corbett. Oh, thanks. Great Jupiter. Take a look at these, Roger. Colonel Raymond Cowan, Solar Guard Intelligence Service. But, but, sir, you're not in uniform. In my line of work, we usually prefer not to be recognized. That's the reason for all this hocus-pocus about a professor on a field trip to Titan. Oh, then this is really going to be an intelligence mission. In a way. Well, that's better. What goes on on Titan, sir? Nothing that I know of. But then why... You see, you weren't told the correct destination either. We'll head in that general direction. 
But we're concerned with another moon of Saturn, Rhea. Rhea, hey. You've heard of it, I imagine. Well, everybody has, Colonel. The papers and magazines have been full of stories about it recently. Sure, ever since they developed that, what do you call it? You know, the stuff that knocks out virus disease. The viricide, F3, yes. Out of strange little crystal plants that are entirely unlike anything we've known, they've created the greatest miracle in medical history. If they can only make enough of it. Sounds as if you're pretty interested in it, sir. I am, but everyone should be. Think of it. Diseases that men have been trying to conquer for thousands of years. Some of the worst cripplers and killers can now be licked. No wonder they're starting to call Rhea the satellite of life. That's what it is. But our job is to keep it from becoming a satellite of death. What? what? So you see, this isn't going to be such a dull assignment, cadets. All right, prepare to blast off. The space cadets ordered to fly a scientist to Titan, largest moon of the planet Saturn, are disgusted with such a dull assignment. But their passenger turns out to be Colonel Cowan of Solar Guard Intelligence. And their real destination, Rhea, another Saturnian moon which has become known as the Satellite of Life. Now, far out in space, Tom and Roger, having set the Polaris on course for Rhea, turn again to the colonel. So what's the story on Rhea, sir? Well... For some time, we've been after a well-organized, completely ruthless space gang. They've been looting ships, raiding settlements, getting away with murder, literally. Can't a gang like that be tracked down? We made a start, but most of our leads have taken us just exactly nowhere. Well, what's the idea of the flight we're on? One tip we've received is that Rhea is the gang's next objective. Since I have a special interest, I was assigned to check. Why should a gang like that be interested in Rhea? Viricide F3, Corbett. The power of life or death over many thousands of people. I can see it would be quite a black market item, Colonel. Oh, they could make a fortune, all right. But it's more than that, boys. There's a leading member of the Solar Council who's doomed without that medicine. One of our planetary governors has a daughter who's very sick indeed. F3 will save her life. I don't get it. I think I do, sir. You mean they could use this medicine to exert pressure on important people? Exactly. The men who control F3 can get almost anything they want from almost anybody. Well, who's going to help a gang like that? Not helping could mean death for themselves or for someone they love. Well, even so, sir. Manning. Yes, sir? My wife is one of those who needs that medicine. I'm sorry. And if it came to saving her life, I don't know how far I'd go, even with a gang of killers. Of course, Colonel. I see you're beginning to understand. I can see that it'd all be true if they could monopolize Viricide F3. Well, the last shipment left Rhea six weeks ago. A shipment of less than 30 pounds. And while in space, the ship blew up. The gang did it? Most likely, though we don't know. But consider this. A raid on Rhea now would give them all the F3 that's been manufactured in the last three months. Yes, and suppose they blasted the processing plants and the scientists in charge. It'd take us a year to get into production again. And in the meantime, the gang would have the only supply of F3 in the entire universe. That certainly puts it right up to us, sir. If the tip about Rhea is true. Don't worry, Colonel. We'll blast those crooks right out of space. I know you will. That's why I asked for the Polaris unit better not tell Astro that. His head will swell up till it won't fit into his space helmet. Say, I forgot about Astro. There's no reason for him to stay on the power deck now. Well, give him a call on the intercom. Sure. Control the power deck. Come in, Astro. Astro, check in, will you? What's the matter with that Venusian ape? Could anything be wrong? Nah, he's probably on his way up now. See, here he is now. Hey, Bubblehead. Great galaxy. That's not Astro. You're right, it isn't. 
So don't anybody move. He's got a parallel ray gun. So have I. Hop it. Colonel Collins. Skip it. He's frozen. Sucker. Trying to draw on a guy that had him covered. You kids better be smarter. You dirty space crawler. Want some of the same? Take it easy, Roger. We haven't got a chance right now. Not now or ever. So just move back while I get his gun. That's it. What did you do to Astro? The big boy in the power deck? <laughs> He's in the deep freeze, too. <laughs> Never even saw me sneak up behind him. Pretty brave guy, aren't you? Being brave don't pay off, sonny boy. Look at your kernel. Makes a real nice statue, don't he? All right, so you got us. Now what? Everything will come out okay if you two act like good little boys and keep this ship going right on course. As we're heading now? Yeah. I'm going your way. I got a date with my gang near Rhea. Rhea? Then the colonel's tip was accurate. Sure. Just like he figured, we're taking over F3. And the price will be going way up. Tom, why should we run the Polaris for this space ride? Well, uh, how do you mean, Roger? Suppose we just quit, knock off, and let Ugly here run the ship himself. No, passive resistance, eh? It won't work, fellas, so don't even try. No, why won't it? I'll tell you. So far, I've been trying to be nice about this whole thing. Even using a parallel ray to just paralyze you monkeys. Instead of killing you with a heat blast. Well, thanks, sir. You're welcome, but get this straight. Try any tricks. I'll shove your buddy Astro and the colonel out into space. That'd be murder. Some might call it that. I'd call it a lesson for fresh kids. And if that didn't line you, I could get rid of you two the same way. Guess he's got a stymied, Roger. What? Where'd he be without a pilot, navigator, or radar man? Don't worry. I'd make out. I'm no hot rock space cadet, but with the course set, I can take the ship in from here. He could at that. Now, that's being sensible, kid. Behave... You'll all stay alive. There's plenty of work to do and plenty of information you can give us. You think we tell you anything? People always do. Look how we were able to find out about this little junk of the Cowans. And time for me to stow away and stop them. How did you find out? Never mind. We're just smarter than the solar guard, that's all. Like I'm smarter than you. Smarter than us? Why, you ain't face dimwitted. Wait, Roger. Maybe he's right. I don't like the way you're talking, Junior. He's just getting wised up. Maybe he is smarter, Roger. Anyway, he's got the gun, and you've got to admit, it looks as if we're licked. Hey, Roger. What do you want, quitter? Aren't we getting badly off course out of the space lane? What's that? Haven't you noticed, Roger? No, I haven't. It's your job to check our orbit, Roger. Do you want us to get into trouble? Yeah, how about that? What's wrong, Corbett? Well, take a look at the stars out there. Doesn't the pattern look wrong to you? Stars? Well, they look about like always. Uh, maybe a little funny. Sure, it's obvious we're off course. Look at the relative position of Vega, for instance. Vega? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, Vega. Yeah, that's right. Uh... We're in trouble. Listen, Roger, it must be the cosmic drift. Cosmic drift? You got space junk in your head, or is this... Space a... junk, you're right, Roger. That's the danger. That's not what I said. I Absolutely. Just... Cosmic drift could carry us right out of the clear space lane into the tombstone area. Hey, I've heard about that. We can really get clobbered by space junk there. That's right, Roger. Anything could happen there. Anything. Huh? 
Oh, uh, it sure could. You got any su- suggestions for escaping this uh, cosmic drift, huh? Now, you got to settle it, wise guy. Now, get us out of it. And fast, or I'll put the freeze on you. Hold on. Roger has to navigate. Okay, but get going. Our course is starboard, isn't it, Roger? That's right. An eight-degree sweep should put us about right. Then I'll give you more correction. Jack, get back where we belong fast and stay there this time. Oh, young punk can put anything over on me. I've had my lesson. I know what I'm doing now. Yep, we'll do just what you say. Now, come on, Roger. If we work fast, everything ought to turn out all right. Look what I'm picking up on the radar screen, Junior. Let me see, Roger. Uh-oh. What now? A big piece of space junk right in our path. And some hunk of rock, big as a mountain. Well, that cosmic drift sure threw us off. Now, come on, do something. Well, I'm going to try, you can bet. Gosh, that thing's close. And listen to the blips. Wait, they're building up. We'll, we'll be into it in a minute. Oh, come on, get them over. I'm trying, but this is an emergency. We need a blast on the steering rockets. Roger, get down to the power deck. Right. No, stay right here where I can watch your boat. Well, then we can't work the steering blast. Pull out with the controls. Impossible, can't you see? I'm trying... There's a warning signal. We'll smash. Let me go down. Oh, Corbett, get us out of this or I'll shoot. Well, if we don't get out, there'll be nobody to shoot. Shut off the power. That'll make it worse. No thrust. I can't get out of the way. Last you, you're not trying. Maybe you could do better. Yeah, I could. Let me hit those controls. Okay, take them. And this, too. Knocked them cold, Tom. Nice going. Yeah, it was a snap. I hit him with the control lever. That piece of space junk really had him worried. How far away is it, really? Far enough to be safe. That was a great bluff you put up, Tom. Struggling at the controls without moving them. Yeah. You did a nice job with the enlargement control, too. Building up the picture and the blips. But it was the warning bell that really scared him. How'd you set that off, anyway? Shorted the wires. And, uh, Tom, I'm... I'm sorry I didn't trust you before. Skip it. Let's get out of here. Don't forget, we are in the tombstone area now. I'll just start a sweep back to port and lose that space mountain out there. Right. Oh, it's gone. Cosmic drift. Oh, brother. Hey, let's unfreeze the colonel with this gun. Thanks. That was rough. Seeing, hearing everything but being helplessly paralyzed. I'll admit I didn't catch on to what you were up to, Tom, until Roger started to play along. Smart work, Junior. Pretending to put us back on course and heading for the space junkyard instead. Anyway, it worked. Now we have to reset our orbit to Rhea. Sir, will you go down and unfreeze Astro? You bet. Give me the gun. Hey, Roger. The radar, didn't you turn the gain down? Yeah, something really is coming. Jumping Jupiter, trying to dodge, Tom. Okay. It's a small piece, but right on top of us. Look out. Great galaxy. It must have gone right through the ship. And I shorted out the bell. It would have warned us in time. The rockets are dead. The space junk must have hit the power deck. And Astro's down there, still paralyzed. Come on, we've got to find out if he's hurt. How is he, Colonel? He'll be all right, Tom. You sure, sir? Yes, there's no fracture. But that piece of metal gave him a hard clout just the same. He'll be unconscious for several hours. How about ship damage? Bad, sir. We sealed up the holes in the hull easily enough, stopped the air loss... But the rockets... Well, it's hard to believe one crummy little hunk of stone could tear things up like that. How soon can we make repairs? Well, Astro's the mechanical whiz. Yes, he could patch it up in a few hours. We'll have to go more slowly. How long? Oh, maybe half a day. Faster if Astro comes to in time to help. Half a day without power? You realize what that means? Yes, sir, we sure do. It means we'll never get to Rhea in time to stop that raid. (laughs) 
While pretending that the Polaris was about to collide with a huge mass of space junk, Tom and Roger managed to trick their captor, regain control of the ship, and release Colonel Cowan. However, the trick backfired when a smaller piece of rock tore through the Polaris and knocked out the main drive. With the cruiser drifting powerless and ace mechanic Astro unconscious from the accident, it now appears that they will be unable to stop the gang's raid on Rhea, the satellite of life. You boys were right. This is hopeless. We just don't have the know-how to do a quick repair job. But we can't give up, Colonel. Of course not. But this way's too slow. We're not doing so bad, sir. This mess is beginning to look like a power system again. A little, Manning. But we can't gamble on it. Maybe Astro will come too sooner than you figured. It's still a gamble. And remember, thousands of lives are at stake, including my wife's. Then we'll have to notify the Solar Guard over our audio channel. No, if we break audio silence, we'd be notifying the criminals, too. They're probably tuned to our frequency right now. Oh, suppose they did hear us. What could they do? Move faster than they planned. They'd hit Rhea, grab the F3 viricide, wipe out the plants, and get away. If there were only some way. Sir, wait a minute. There's the jet boat. Go from here to Rhea in that flivver? We are pretty far away, but there's a possibility. It might work. You said you didn't want to gamble, sir, and this is the biggest gamble I can think of. Jet boats don't carry that much fuel. Just the same, I'm going. You'll need a pilot, sir. I'll go along. Thanks, Corbett, but I couldn't ask you to do that. You didn't ask me, sir. I volunteered. Roger, you keep at the rocket. Sure, but I... When Astro comes to, he can help. And when you get the ship fixed, follow us to Rio. All right, all right. Don't worry about us. But this jet boat junket is plain crazy. It has to be done, Roger. You know that. And suppose you do make it. What can two men do against a gang with a spaceship? He's right, Corbett. It's a long shot. Better let me go alone. No, sir. At least two men have a better chance than one. And as long as there's any chance at all, we have to try. Right, sir? Right. All right, then, Colonel. Let's go. Sir, there's Rio below us. I didn't think we'd ever see this place. Listen to those jets. They're nearly finished. Hill's about gone. If I hadn't happened to hit it right... It didn't just happen. You're a fine pilot. Well, thanks, sir. We're close enough now to take a look through the glasses and see what's happening. I have them here. I'm almost afraid to look. The gang is already hit and run. Well, here goes. Great Jupiter! What's wrong, sir? Nothing. Nothing at all. Men at work, just as usual. We're in time. Well, thank goodness. I'll tell you the truth now, sir. I didn't think we had a chance. And neither did I. The gang must be holding off, waiting to hear from their man on the Polaris. I guess we've been pretty lucky, sir. Well, we don't need much more luck now. Just a little and our mission will be accomplished. Rhea's precious medicine will be saved for the people of the entire universe. the next action-packed episode with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, when Tom and Captain Cowan find that treachery awaits them on Rhea in part two of The Satellite of Death. Tune in, same time, same station, for the next thrilling interplanetary adventure with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. Brought to you by Kellogg's Pep, the build-up wheat cereal. Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, starring Frankie Thomas, can also be seen on television and appears in the comic sections of many of America's leading newspapers. Look for it daily and in weekend editions. Featured in today's cast were Jan Merlin and Neil O'Malley. Today's program was written by Don Hughes, directed by Drex Hines. Jackson Beck speaking. <laughs> 